Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Ding dong, it's Drizzly. Someone sent you holiday drinks. Hey, thanks. What is it? It's Mezcal from my dad. Wow. Is he single? Download the Drizzly app for alcohol delivery or order online at drizly.com. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Belly Up Sports proudly presents its podcast champions, the Scoreboard Addicts Podcast, starring myself, Anthony the Rook, TJ, who's hammered, and us, this is always, is our intern, stat guy, Sal, in the building. Ladies and gentlemen, how are we doing? Oh, yeah. Good. I'm fired up here for that intro. Go. Definitely. I want to go kick someone. How you doing? Yeah, I got a super kick right outside my house. Stratosphere. (laughs) Oh, uh, we're back again. TJ, great shirt. Oh, we all wearing what's (laughs) this is awkward. Oh man. Powers combined. I am I need I need to go get a shirt. You can't wear the shirt of the band you're in. That's why we're not in a band. That's true. Yeah. But Um, uh, first things first, you're rocking with the wearing the shirt. I'm wearing the hat. If you guys wanna if you guys want this, it's available on Bonfire slash Scoreboard Addicts. That's Store. exactly where I was going. And we got some new stuff out there for St. Patrick's Day. If you want to pay your blessings to your favorite saint of drinking. <laughs> the the man killed all the states in Ireland. Leave my Irish people right? alone, all right, guy? <laughs> so, I'm wearing my green right now. That's teal. No, it's this is green. green. Yeah, green. that looks teal to me. You got to fix your uh, computer setting there no no green is like kelly green that's not this green. Is kelly green that's guy. definitely kelly green There's no way that's not that's not kelly green it's kelly green i'm looking at it right now no chance it looks like you're it. nuts looks like green it's it's kelly green i'm it may not show very well but all, right, all, in, all in favor of kelly green raise your hand <laughs> you, you just lost three to one yeah bro you're a fucking eli fan so shut up take a walk ouch <laughs> that's nice comeback guy at least <laughs> that I don't is a nice was. comeback on friday we'll be on tss's show uh, with Jason doing uh, a little uh, board game magic. What, what are we playing on, on Friday, Rook? We're going to be playing a uh, celebrity date mat or like, oh, match game. Almost like um, kind of like a dating show. He's going to give us three clips um, for three different contestants. And we have to match that to the celebrity that he gives us. So like what's the relevance of, let's say, I think I was watching the other day. They had like Justin Herbert and they had three players. And they're like, which player? You could guess which player is which. And then – out of the out of the clues, you guess what it is, and then you have to guess why that one's connected to 
Justin Herbert, for example. They banged the same girl in college. <laughs> You're Eskimo brothers, of course. That's why. Yeah. That's, that's what that is. All right. Well, uh, we know there's some upcoming stuff we have. We've got obviously merchandise out there in the ether for you guys to purchase. Um, if I may uh, offer some advice, we're doing a back to blue shirt. Uh, all the proceeds from that go to the uh, Police Officers, Widows, and Children's Fund. Great charity that we're trying to support our best. Um, and also we have stuff up there just for fun, including our Kako Tuesday shirt. Uh, one of the big boys for you Rangers fans. Um, we have our hall monitor shirt for the Jets fans out there. Uh, we're working on some new Rangers stuff. We're working on some Yankee stuff. We got some uh, St. Patrick's Day stuff out there. Uh, brutiful day and things of that nature. Um, and the luck of the scoreboards. But uh, look for us on bonfire.com uh, and you can get that uh, – those, that merchandise out there and hoodies at long sleeve shirts and t-shirts. Yeah. And uh, yeah, here and the crew neck sweaters too. So not just hoodies, which is nice. Right. So uh, that being said, we move on to what everybody came here for, for the sports. Yeah. And then Sal, so you're, you're going to come back at the end of the show. Okay. We're going to start. So everyone say goodbye to Sal. We'll see you shortly. All right. I'll Stick around. We, we may need some uh, stat checks soon. So, all right, I got you guys. All right, so all right, see you, see you later. I always, I always cut off sound. He's saying, see you later. I do it too early. Why are you? Why are you doing the fucking? Uh, right now, you're Jimmy Kimmel kicking Matt Damon off the show. I'm the quick hook on it. You're Jimmy Kimmel going. Sorry, Matt Damon. We have to bump you. We ran out of time. Yeah, you're bumping salad every week. Sounds <laughs> like uh, sounds like I'm never interning for these guys ever again. <laughs> Super Sunday was this past week, and obviously everybody watched. It was actually the most watched program on television for the last five years. Wow, yeah. Um, I thought it was it was a it was a well played football game, in my opinion. Definitely was. I agree. Competitive, you know, back and forth. But I gotta say, when you don't really care about either team that's playing, it takes the juice out of it. You know, like I, I, you know what it was? It's either side. If either one would have won, I'd have been like. Okay, I'm all right yeah. with that. And it takes the juice out. You want to hate somebody or love somebody, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like Tom Brady, you know, in there. Tom Brady was-, was playing. I'd have been like, fuck Tom Brady. Somebody else win. Exactly. Obviously. Yeah. And I think the thing is, too, I guess we, you know, I know you're not into sports gambling. So people like me and TJ who have, may have a few shekels on the game, you know, we have a, another rooted interest into it. So uh, think about sports gambling, Nick. Yeah, but you guys don't bet like you don't always bet on the outcome, and you place so many bets that honestly, more often than not, it doesn't matter who wins. No, yeah, right. I mean, I did a lot of props, especially for the Super Bowl, but I, I did bet the outcome of that. I did predict that the Bengals would be plus four and a half. And speaking of predictions, should we just do this now, real quick? Yeah, go ahead, run through it. All right, so we're gonna show you a clip of the Super Bowl big game bonanza and a couple of predictions that the three of us had made. Uh, and just see what uh, well, how it can how it panned out. I, I don't believe in the in the, the Rams. I believe in Aaron Donald. Burrow trying to keep it going, gets spun down, gets it away, and incomplete. It looked like Piran might have had a shot to make the grab, but the Rams now running down to celebrate with a defensive. He's going to give up chunk yardage. It's very similar to Trayvon Diggs. Uh, they they give up a lot of yards. Um, he may not give up the big touchdown, and he may even get a pick in the process, but he's going to give up some chunk yardage. So I think he's going to be over the 78 yards, even if he does 
cover him for the rest of the whole game. He's just he, he he's a, a boomer bust kind of guy. He may not give again. He may not give up a touchdown, but he'll give up yards. He'll give up chunk yards every time. Straight drop, going deep, going deep in that direction, and he reaches out and makes the grab and takes it to the four yard line. I'm I'm with over on T Higgins. I think either with Boyd or Higgins. I feel like somebody, someone there is, is going to have to be just pick up a slack or a case Ramsey shadowing chase. Someone's got to make a play. You know, sometimes these Super Bowls, you always see players that aren't the big name guys make a big play. What was it, the Seahawks against, uh, I think it was against the Patriots. They have, I can't remember his name, but he was a, he had a big game and he like wasn't someone who you were expecting to have that big game. So I would go at Higgins. Uh, I'm going to go over on that one. I'm, I'm expecting to be uh, to be big today. You've got Chase with Ramsey on and a little toss here. Mixon's going to throw. Open man caught. Higgins touchdown. Playmakers to rise in this occasion and told them go finish. on play action, finding room, going deep, and it's caught by Higgins. He goes in. 100%. I mean, I, I'm sitting here betting Cooper Cup two TDs because I think he's just going to be an integral factor today. He's going to have to be. Like we said. Stafford rolling and throwing, caught, caught, touchdown. Cooper Cup blocks so much that people believe him when he goes down to fake block because then Eli Apple reacted up to... Pass, caught, got it, touchdown. I, my personal my personal favorite's blue. I won money on it a couple of years ago, so okay. I keep riding that blue because blue usually has a pretty good payout, and it's not too much of a long shot. Yes, we're going Bengals. I'm taking Bengals plus four and a half because I think the Rams might actually win, but I'm gonna still take them plus the four and a half points. But the Rams were built to win the Super Bowl, and they have sealed the deal. Those were our picks. So nine times out of ten, one of us will be right. Just to clarify, it got cut off a little bit. When I said boomer bust, he's going to give up chunk yardage, I was referring to Jalen Ramsey. Yes. Big Florida State fan, if you never noticed from the hats that I have in the background or some of the jerseys I usually have in the background, I'm a big Florida State fan. I watched Jalen Ramsey and Cam Akers for years. And uh, I was talking about Jalen Ramsey being a chunk guy. He's going to give up 30 yards on one pass, but he might come down with a pick in reference to the question of will uh, Jamar Chase over 78 yeah. yards, even if Jalen Ramsey's covering him. Yeah, and then also another correction was we were live and I didn't have stack guy Sal with me. So uh, his name was Chris Matthews for the Seahawks. He had 109 yards and one touchdown, four receptions. Now his career numbers, he only has 16 receptions, 100, 176 yards and one touchdown in his career. So you could that's I mean that's a game where guy came out of nowhere and had a big huge game where you needed someone else to step up. So that's what my that was the point I was trying to make. Unfortunately, I didn't remember his name, and you could see why. I mean, the guy only has 16 receptions in his entire career. I don't even know if that included the postseason. It's a very Eli like I'd say Eli like line stat line right there where he only showed up for like one game. <laughs> yeah, so it's very Eli of him. Not true, but. It's very Alicia. I don't him. feel like I'm, I'm going to fight with you. But basically, I mean, some of those clips there obviously showed a recap of Super Bowl. Uh, you know, big plays. You had the, you know, the T. Higgins. That that touchdown actually should have been called back because he did pull Jalen Ramsey's mask at that point. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you have the call on, you know, the, what is it? I think it was a third and whatever. Uh, they missed the offsides on the Rams in the uh, final drive. And then they called the, the defensive holding on Cup. Was a, it was a false start. Oh, false. I'm sorry. False start. And then they had the defensive holding on that third down play against Cup. Which I thought was pretty clean. But I think it was as Nick, me and Nick were talking about this, was probably one of those uh, makeup calls for the earlier touchdown um against Ramsey so but I mean I know Nick always says this and I always agree with him but football doesn't come down to you know one you know one play um it comes down to a bunch of different plays and that's the reason why you lose I mean yeah that draft was definitely I mean sorry the last drive was you know definitely difficult it was a good drive I mean I think it was like 17 plays killed like five minutes off the clock um and right before that drive you had the big T Higgins drop so it is, uh, you know, it is unfortunate for the Bengals. I think they, I mean, listen, they they pat themselves on the back. They played a great game. Um, you know, they had a chance of winning at the end there, and they just they couldn't stop the Rams at that point. And not to mention, you know, they only scored seven, what, like ten points in the second half. Um, and the first, the, the seven points came in the first like ten seconds of the game of the half. Um, and they never really can do anything else because you have an offensive line that could not protect Joe Burrow. At one point, he got hurt. I thought he was mm-hmm. done for the game. Yeah, uh, seven sacks given up. So it was, uh, you know, I, I thought it was entertaining. Some people didn't really like it, uh, but it was a defensive game, and which I like defense. I mean, yeah, one, I it was boring. one thing we didn't yeah, talk about. The same. One thing I thought it was boring about. up until. I mean, I'm not a big fan of that whole. Uh, I owe you guys one because I missed the call. Because essentially, you're saying I'm going to make a shitty fucking call to make up for my shitty non-call. Yeah. I, I I hate that shit. I hate the NFL, how the fucking refs have to get involved and change the course of a game. They do it all the fucking time. It's played out. Um, I, I think you essentially, they screwed that up big time. There was nothing there. I, I don't know how many times I rewatched that. There's just nothing there. It, it was just a fabricated call to give them one back in the mm-hmm. worst possible time. You, you know what I mean? It, it's like you change the course but, but, of the but game. What difference does it make? Because they gave them one at, at another They time. didn't give them one. They fucked they up. Didn't. So instead of football, I mean, excuse me, that was a face mask. 100% is a of face Of course mask. it was a face mask, but they missed it. They fucked up. So to make up for their fuck up, they screwed the team over? That That's retribution? Like, that's played out. That's stupid. On top of the fact well, that when that face mask was called, there was still plenty of time in that game. That what you difference does it make? It makes the, a the huge difference. That scored in the beginning of the game counts just as much as the one that was scored at the end. It doesn't though when you only have uh, you're you're on your last drop. Go back and take back that face mask, and then we're not even talking about the final drive. You don't know that because that changes the course of the game. They, and they, you don't they know that they wouldn't have gotten a first down on the very next play. I'm not saying I do know that or don't know that, but I think a bad call at the end of the game is a lot more detrimental than any call in the first half. It's it's the same regardless. It's, it's the same. not. It's not it absolutely you're sitting there saying that you, you don't know no, because you don't know what kind of play calling goes on if they're down by those seven points. You know, we don't know any of that. The butterfly effect says that we don't know any of that crap. I understand that, but when you have you have a minute and a half left in the game to make that call there and screw a team, there's no there's no wiggle room. You're you're fucked. I will say to to TJ's point and argue and helping his supporters argument, that game was pretty much penalty free the entire time. Yeah. There wasn't many penalties throughout that game. Well, I think we can all agree that that final in, a pass interference was, in fact, pass interference. Not the one that was called on the linebacker, but the one that was called on Eli Apple. Yeah. Yeah, that one was. Yeah, that one was. All right. And, and they did miss that, <laughs> that that false start. They missed it. They did you miss that one. It would have been, early. It was like a third and 15, I think, at that point, too. I think, I think, honestly, for that false start, I think they missed it because they didn't want to call penalties. But you know what? There was also a fraction that they missed. Called. 
Did you guys see the the? It's been going around Twitter. The neutral zone infraction. Somebody on the Rams' helmet is passed the ball. Oh, lined up. Yeah. They said Donald was off sides in that one. Like his entire head is past the ball. Yeah. I mean, there was a. I mean, it was. It wasn't completely clean. But one I mean, bet. One bet that we all got right. I'm pretty sure we all picked the under, didn't we? I think we all did pick the under. I don't, I don't remember. I went with the this guy. I picked the under. I, I didn't know it was the under. under too. I and did. We all right. Yeah, I bet the under for the first half too, and that also hit because it was our predictions were off by by three points, or mine was at least off by three points. Yeah, the only oh yeah, you I was off by four, you were off by three, and the other thing is I usually bet the second half would be more scoring than the first half. That one didn't come true because the uh, the first half had twenty three points, the second half had twenty. So, nope. like I don't always hit on, on this gambling shit because I don't like it, but I know my <laughs> over unders. Yeah, you do know you're on the over unders, and also I'm on the only I hit all week is my over under. Yeah. And on the final drive as well was the um, the no look pass from Stafford to Cup, which is actually an incredible play. When you see it from the other that. side, it's crazy. It's insane, yeah. And how smart it was of a play to to move his eyes away to get that. I think it was a DB safety. I think it was the safety yeah. to move away from the ball for just a split second to give himself enough time to get back to uh, to Cup. And that was a, you know, it was a good drive. I mean, it's what you want. You have the ball in your hand. You're down by a uh, by a four. You got to go for the touchdown. And that's what you want. You don't want to be down by three and have to settle for a field goal because at that point you get conservative, you don't push the ball, and then you have a field goal, and then you go in overtime. And we've seen overtime in the playoffs before, and you you, know, you put your life into a coin, so you got to win in regulation. We said that plenty of times before when we talk about the Bills game. Play your defense and you know play offense, score the points, stop them from scoring, go home, winner, and that's exactly what the Rams did. I feel like I, – and I always compare it to UFC. If you ever watch Dana White's Contender or you watch uh, Ultimate Fighter, they always say if you go to the judges, then you just want to lose. Yeah. yeah. And that's the same thing with overtime. Is that you, If you go to overtime, you just want to lose. Yeah. And when, then – Same thing in any sport, though. Look at hockey. Yeah. If you go to a shootout, anything could happen in a shootout. Anything. You know, we saw it last yeah. night. You know? Um, nine rounds. Nine rounds. You know, so – I say win in regulation. Don't don't even give it a chance that you might not, you know, sudden death is sudden death. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you don't want that crap in your life. You want to be able to be con in control of everything that you can control and you can't control that coin. Yeah, exactly. Other than picking what side you think is going to pop out. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. The away team. <laughs> That's true. Um, and then one other point, I guess, was the, um, on the final play of the game before – not final play of the game, but final play for the Bengals when Donald gets to uh, to Joe Burrow and he just tosses it away, um, a replay of that, like the all-22, showed that um, you got to see Chase was behind Ramsey. Ramsey fell. Um, and if oh, yeah. Yeah, just a couple seconds of time, if they were able to actually protect him, you know that might have been a game-winning touchdown right there uh, for the Bengals. But uh, instead, Donald gets to him, he has to make a – Get rid of the ball as quick as he can, and he can't make a good enough play, and that's it. That's the ball game. So talking about uh, Stafford and that throw, with this uh, with this Super Bowl, is he Hall of Fame bound, in your opinion? I mean, I, don't know. I guess he has the numbers. I mean, he played with two of the most prolific wide receivers so far in a season, you know, Calvin Johnson and now Cooper Cup. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I guess, I guess you could – Give an argument. He won a Super Bowl. He wasn't the MVP of it, but he did win a Super Bowl, and he has he has enough numbers. I think the yardage wise, and you know he was with Detroit all those years, and we we established this last week that Detroit was. I was going to say, you know what? He, he listen. Not that I believe in who deserves what, but 
he's a gamer. He got it done. I think his stats speak for themselves, and those stats are coming on years wasted in Detroit. So yeah, I, I think if anybody with one Super Bowl and numbers like that, I, I think he's the guy. I think he goes in. I think he deserves it. I mean, like I said, he's a gamer. He's balls to the wall. You know, I, I don't think you could really say anything bad about the guy. No, I agree. I just think uh, if he doesn't win, the, the conversation keeps going. Now that he has a Super Bowl, is he Hall of Fame bound? Uh, if you weren't going to make the Hall of Fame without the Super Bowl, then you don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame with the Super Bowl. I agree. And I I, it just helps. It just adds another you know check mark on the what what people well, look at. Whether it's right or wrong, it's still team, what people look at. Events. Nobody right. wins the Super Bowl by themselves. Peyton, uh, Peyton didn't go to Peyton, and Tom didn't go to Tom. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, like that that whole argument of I mean Stafford deserves it. Stafford deserves it. I mean, you, you can't tell me if Joe Burrow had a better O line, he didn't deserve to win. I think and, Stafford and, deserves and, to be respected. That's about yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. And he yeah he, he deserves all the respect in the world. Hundred percent. He should have from everybody because there's never done anything in his career to warrant being disrespected. Mm -hmm. You know what he He's not the type of guy to be like, I got to get the fuck out of Detroit every year until he finally gets out of Detroit. I mean, he's not the type of guy that says Detroit threw me on the streets. Yeah. Yeah. Like some other players that play for the Rams said about their former team after they'd quit on them. But we're not going to talk about him. But uh, Van no. Jefferson's wife goes into uh, labor mid game. During the game. During the game yeah. Uh, he's celebrating with his kids. Going, where's mommy? And some lady goes up, Van, your wife went into labor. She's at the hospital. Yeah. You could tell he's a veteran because he was chill. If I was him and I never had a kid before, or, or me as a man, I've never had a child. If somebody came, my wife went, I'd be like, get to the car. I would show up to the hospital in my pads yeah. and my cleats. Yeah, he had he was like, uh, he had a son and daughter. He was a no. veteran. Yeah. yeah, dude. In his mind, he was sitting there like, ah, better her than me. He probably looked at his watch like, I got six hours. She ain't pushing that baby out anytime soon. Yeah, it really was. It was actually really cute to look at the, the video of him talking to his daughter and son, and he's like, Mommy's having a baby. And you know what's crazy? Like, Everybody was talking about Odell Beckham Jr. about that. Same deal. Yeah, but she, I guess she didn't go to labor though during the game. She, I guess I don't no, know. No, no, she didn't. But I thought it was funny that everybody was talking about Odell oh, Beckham yeah. Jr. But nobody mentioned that Van Jefferson's wife was pregnant too. Like that yeah. pregnant that she would go into labor during a game. Yeah, yeah you're right. I, I was yeah. thinking that OBJ's uh, partner, I guess that's what we're calling her. Yeah, Laura, Lauren something, I think. It was. No, I saw some. one of the reporters referred to her as his partner. Yeah, no, you that, yeah. Any heterosexual male that refers to his girlfriend and or fiance or baby mama as my partner, but 2022, baby. <laughs> I mean... I, I I'm glad she didn't go into labor because I think it would have they'd been sitting in the hospital and it'd be all about OBJ like oh I can't believe I'm hurt believe this shit yeah he'd be like dude shut up I'm I pushing a bowling ball out of my vag like, in the air trying to push it out and he'd be like hey doc take a look at this foot real quick yeah <laughs> <laughs> well the thing is too about OBJ him unfortunately him getting hurt I mean that game might have been really different he was playing really well uh, he had to get 52 yards two receptions and a touchdown before going out. Um, you know, could have changed the game. Uh, $100,000 cleats didn't help. No, the cleats didn't. The so stupid, bro. Did you know what? Like, that's the shit that, like, makes me not care at all and actually point and laugh when athletes are like, I'm broke now. It's like, you're fucking stupid. You live your <laughs> MC Hammer life, bro. What do you got $200,000 cleats for? Like, come on. It's so stupid. You know, you like, know what? Why? You know what movie I love? Uh, you ever see Friday Night Lights? 
Yeah, of course. Oh, you never seen Friday Night Lights, T? Great nah. movie. There's a part where the star running back, Booby Miles, is, is making fun of a, a younger running back, a, a junior or a freshman, because uh, he's got white Adidas on. And he keeps telling him, it's black Nikes that is where it's at. Black Nikes is where it's at. And he goes to one of the defensive ends. Is like, Ivory, tell him what kind of shoes. He goes, he goes, he goes, you can't knock him out wearing white Adidas. You got to wear the black Nikes. Ivory, tell him. He goes, I'll knock you out in a pair of flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, there it is. That's a winner. That's a winner mentality right there. You don't need $200,000 cleats. You need something on your feet. It's the stupidest thing in the world. Nothing would have made me happier than if somebody fucking ran on the field and stole them shits from him. Be like, yo, bitch, take your purple hair and get to walking. <laughs> These are my cleats. Use that bus tokens, Fabio. <laughs> so getting to our uh, last point of the Super Bowl was Cooper Cup as MVP. And uh, if we remember from shortly last week, uh, this occurred. Unless somebody like Jamar Chase goes fucking off. But let's talk, let's talk about with like like Julian Edelman won one one year. What year is that? Was it was that with the against the Rams? What probably you, you know why? Because because Tom Brady probably said, I've had enough. Just give it to somebody else. It was a 13 to 3 game. It was terrible, but he had great yardage the entire time. So I mean it could happen. If, Listen, I'm if, you're, go if you're looking at there, the Bengals winning, you, you you put the money on Joe Barrow there. Well, yeah, hundred percent. But I'm saying if you're gonna go long shot, if you want to put a little money on it, I would probably go with uh either cup. I think plus six hundred. I think he might. He might have. I, I, I can't see it. I can't see it. If, if, after what all if, we just said with the Matthew has, Stafford coming from Detroit, they're going to give it to Stafford. You don't 100%. tell me if they scored, win. They're giving it to Stafford. If Cup scores two touchdowns, if he scores yards, three touchdowns, that means Stafford threw for fucking three hundred fifty yards. They're giving. And, it to and the only reason, and the only reason he had three touchdowns is because OBJ was on the other side. Yeah. So <laughs> they're giving it to that's Stafford. What they're going to say. I mean, that's the rationale. No, I, I, know, I know. I get it. I get it. But. I don't know. I think if you're going to go anyone outside of that, those two quarterbacks, Cup would probably be the most. That was uh, put out. I was wrong only because OBJ wasn't on the other side. Well, he well he got hurt, but I will say he did. He became the MVP. I mean, once again, I told you to put your money. If you're going to put your money on an MVP candidate outside of the, the two quarterbacks, it's going to be Cup. Again, if OBJ doesn't go out, it's Stafford. Did you put your money on Cooper Cup winning the MVP? I actually did not because I forgot. Shut to up. Money <laughs> talk, bullshit walks. But I did say two touchdowns, and you were like, no, no. Stafford had a good. I mean, Stafford. I, had a good I, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. They mixed it up a little bit. He bet that he would throw two, he would receive two touchdowns, guy. He did, he did, but he didn't say, he said that even if he had two touchdowns, he still wouldn't be MVP. Yeah, because no, he it, it, he normally it, it doesn't he, happen. He, he had three touchdowns, then he wouldn't have MVP because then Stafford threw for 350, is what he said. Yeah, but Stafford didn't. So, but, he, he, but but Cooper Cup didn't have three touchdowns, dude. I know, you I can't know sit there and act like you knew that was going to happen because if they gave it to Stafford, <laughs> would you be surprised? No, actually, I was actually pretty surprised it was a cup. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'll be honest. It was just funny. I thought because we did, talk they about did this that on purpose. Week. They did it to mix it up, and the fact that Cooper Cup, you know, came on strong this year and had an incredible season. I I think plus yeah. plus he it, was on the Rams and it was a home team. Yeah. Yeah, and it was. I mean, think about it. That was probably one of the best seasons for a wide receiver. Yeah, in terms of receptions, yardage, and now he became Super Bowl. Yeah, because he played an extra game. Yeah, I know he did it because the extra game. I get. It. I, I understand, but he still, still has no, a record. Not taking anything away from him, but I think he could have oh, easily went to Stafford, and nobody would be surprised or question it. I agree. I agree. Um, right. so last thing on. before we move on. Yeah, go ahead. Eli Apple sucks, and the whole world is struggling <laughs> with it. 
<laughs> Dude, it's them. it's the greatest Incredible. thing ever because I, I like I woke up Monday morning and, and I read an article and the article started out the internet chose violence against Eli Apple. It's <laughs> 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 like that's what he fucking gets. Listen, you know what? A lot of a lot of big time athletes say it all the time. You got to hype yourself up. You got to talk that shit, whether you believe it or not. You have to believe it. So if that's his, if that's how he's gonna, you know take on and hype himself up and take on the game and, and, and play that persona and put that role out there. That's all well and good. But when it turns around on you, you got to just bend over and take it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Everyone, Robert, just piled on that. Everyone just piled on. I, I loved it. That's well deserved. Exactly. I uh, got roasted multiple times. I mean, it's yeah, he did. I and don't got know. roasted after the game. And I also like there was a meme they did of you ever see the uh because Jalen Ramsey didn't play well either. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what I mean with the cake, it's like I guess they're all like a sweet six, it's like six people around it. With the fake hand with the, the fake guy had hands with no knife. So they did that. They put Jalen Ramsey and the guy with no hand, uh, with no knife, and then they had like Stafford, Donald, Cup, and they put Eli Apple at the end, and it said um contributing to the Rams winning a Super Bowl, and then Jalen <laughs> Ramsey's hands empty. I was like, this is that's classic because Eli Apple is fucking terrible. It was Annie Agar, and she said, such an incredible experience providing coverage at my first Super Bowl, unlike Eli Apple. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. And, and and last but not least, uh, you know me, I always go on, hey, one more thing. One more thing. Eric Weddle showing up four weeks ago to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, and he got hurt. He was playing hurt. He, he, he goes, oh, it's a big deal. He was playing. I'm like, last game of the year. Can't hold anything back now. Well, that's what they were saying. They were like, I mean, yeah. he's already retired. He's done. Career it's, not like, it's like, yeah. hey, Doc, like, I'm going to be sitting on my couch the rest of my life. So who gives a shit? Let's fuck this thing up more. Yeah. He's, he's tore, a torn pack, right? Yeah. Two different places, though. Dude, I, I, I'll tell you right now, I, I've known multiple people that played uh, sports, like uh, played football that had uh, torn packs. I know somebody that tore their pack right up to the bicep, like completely separated from the bicep in the shoulder area. And it is brutal. Brutal, according to them. So, is, I mean, yeah. for him to continue, and, and they, uh, I watched the somebody roll back clips, and you could see he's trying to avoid contact at all costs because he must have been in excruciating pain. He had to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but good for him. Fucking man and up gamer. If anybody deserved to retire like- after that game, it's him. No, no dish. Ah, Doc, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back, Doc. We agree, Doc. Yeah, for the first fifty-eight minutes, but they really royally fucked the pooch the last two. Oh, before um, I got a little sentimental thing to add. Uh, I saw on you know, guys. I, I'm I'm big into Jets Twitter, and I just want to give a shout out um, to John Lawrence, who's fighting cancer. Big Jet fan, and uh, he's uh, he's I want to say he's from the UK. So he's one of those Jets fans that's that's in the UK. John Lawrence is fighting cancer, uh, esophageal. Uh, I'm sorry, esophageal cancer. Um, the Jets gave him a shout out, and I just wanted to give him a shout out on our show. Get well soon, John. J O H N. John, John, John. Fuck cancer. We're with you, buddy. Yeah. Absolutely. Best of luck, man.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. U.S. Cellular has always believed that connection is the greatest gift of all. That's why we're giving everyone one line for $34.99 a month with unlimited data this holiday season. That's right, one line, unlimited data for just $34.99 a month. That's more than a great deal. That's locally grown connection from U.S. Cellular. Limited time offer, terms apply. Visit uscellular.com for details. At U.S. Cellular, we care about our customers and our communities. Visit Cellular Advantage, a U.S. Cellular authorized agent located at 2012 Cornhusker Road in Bellevue. America's locally grown wireless at U.S. Cellular. Move it on to, I guess, moving on to, you know, MLB or the lack thereof, the lack of the MLB. I mean, the lockout continues. We have the owners that did send out a proposal and waiting for the players to counter proposal. Um, but they said it was pretty favorable, um, like pretty comprehensive, I guess is a better word to use it. Um, but one of the things, big news that uh, came out was the universal DH Manford had a, an announcement last week. <laughs> And he's finally doing something nice for the game, and he's given the universal DH. So I'm pretty happy about that. I like that. I prefer that over, you know, people who always love the pitchers that rake. Like, I really don't give a shit because most of them don't. So. The two guys that hit every so often. Yeah, for like Noah Syndergaard and Jacob deGrom to get a base hit every now and then. Uh, I'm going to miss watching. Madison uh, Bumgarner can hit. He bats 210 with two home runs on the season. He's a clubber. It's not. It, listen, it, it's not at bats anybody wants to see, but I will say this. That every once in a while, where you get to see somebody like Bartolo Colon put one over the fence, it's yeah, that was pretty sick. Pitchers batting is an abomination, and again, it, it was always a mistake. Once they got rid of pitchers batting in the minors, it was a mistake to allow it to continue in the majors because you got guys coming out of high school or college. They go in the minors for three or four years, they don't hit never at hit. all, yeah. and now it's like, all right, kid, take your hacks against Jacob Degrom. Yeah, no, you're right. I, basketball I, I, since you were 18 years old, but go ahead, you're 23 years old now. You haven't batted since you were 17. I was I was on either side of the fence. I was on either side of the fence, but I, I I all the points you're saying make absolute sense, and it doesn't help the game by letting pitchers hit. It really doesn't. Um, the one argument that I will always be uh, against is banning the shift, just because hit to the other side of the fucking field, you get paid enough money. I really don't want to hear it. And I know everybody's gonna say, "Well, why do you have to bunt that way?" It, it honestly, I understand. I, I'm not a professional baseball player. But I played the game, all right? And I could put the ball to fucking right field. It's not that difficult. It really isn't that hard to learn. Oh, I, don't, I don't disagree with you. One to think, right field. I think it's contrary to what the game is trying to do, which is score more points. I understand that. But hitting home runs so that you can lay down a single? No, I, I get that. Game. I get that. But guess what happens when you start pop, popping them to the right side? A, your statistics go up and your batting average goes up, which is good for you and your fucking contract. And B, they stop playing the shift against you. And you become a more dynamic player. But how many home runs are you sacrificing to get that base hit? I understand what you're saying. I really do. But men on base is men on base. And if they're going to give you a free fucking side of the infield, take advantage of it. On the contrary, That's how you get into the shift. On the contrary, if I bat 270 with, with 50 home runs, I get paid more money than if I bat 300 with 20. But I bet you your team plays better or, or does better with more runners in scoring money. position. 
I don't give a fuck. I'm trying to make money. 270 with 50 home runs looks a hell of a lot better to the owner than 320 home runs. I get it, but uh, in the I same listen, time, I'm you had you. all the people, you had everybody fucking arguing that, like somebody like Jason Giambi, like, well, why doesn't he lay down a bunt? Because he's not there to bunt. He's fucking batting 230. Listen, I'm like, not, I, I understand what shit. you're saying. I'm talking about it from a business perspective. The point it's a score runs. Hit I home get runs. it. I get point. it, but I'm, I don't give a fuck about the business side of the game. I want to see the game be played right. I, I understand dude, it, but as a we player, say it all the time. stuck there. We say it all the time. I'm sick of the fucking Yankees being a home run or nothing team. I'd rather see somebody slap the ball around the infield a little bit. And if I don't, gonna... I don't disagree with you. But I'm saying is if the owner is going to pay me more money to strike out and hit 50 home runs, that's what I'm going to do. I get it, dude. But it's at the end of the it's game, just, it's, it's the not it a business. The it's only a fucking way to kids game. Because the owners are paying for this stupid policy, the stupid practice of analytics. The only way to save it would be to put limits on where the defenders can stand. There's already limits on where they can stand. Okay, so the and the, uh, the last proposal I saw was that you have to have uh, two players on either side of the second base. Right. Right. But no restriction on the outfielders. So what's to stop me from bringing the right fielder into fucking play right behind the shortstop or somebody? Nothing. Yeah, it's okay. Absolutely nothing. So Actually, then what, what are you going to do? You're going to go. There has to be four players on the dirt. That no. The, the last thing I saw was there has to be four players, two on either side of the bag. Oh, I thought I saw something that said there has to be four players on dirt. But either way, what what some, somebody can't hit, somebody can't hit to right field, right? I bring the right fielder in and I make him play between the shortstop and third base, but but on the grass. You're gonna ban that next? Is that the next conversation we're gonna have? Because essentially, it's the same I, fucking I don't thing. know. I mean, it used to be three balls to take a walk. Now it's four. What are they gonna make it five? I'm just saying. I, I don't. I, mean, I, I don't like the, everything. Too, too many people are sitting there fucking bitching and moaning, saying that the shift kills the game. It really doesn't. I, I honestly hate the shift because you see a guy hit a ball into right field and it's a base hit every other time. But because it's Mark Teixeira, there's a, a guy, the second baseman playing shallow right field. It's it's embarrassing. I get it. It sucks, but fucking hit better. If you put the ball in the same spot fucking 68% of the time, so they put a guy there, who's that on? So I got a question. So if I hit the ball over the wall 68% of the time, they decide to play a guy in the fucking bleachers. That's cool too. If you put if you put the ball over the I mean, over the wall sixty eighty percent of the time, bro, you, you uh, I'll see you in Cooperstown. I'm just saying, like it's just I don't have a problem if they outlaw the shift. I hate the shift. I think you're a pussy if you shift. Truthfully, I I'm not saying I, I like I like what you I'm, I'm fine with people hating the shift. It sucks when your fucking the, uh, player can't get a guy. Manager used, he used to be the Mets manager. Oh, an old time shortstop, Sal. <laughs> Sal, who was that Nationals manager? Uh, I can't remember his name right now. He was a really old guy, sweetheart though, really sweetheart. And he said something like, "The shortstop's been playing where he's been playing for a hundred years. Why are we changing it now?" And that man had balls. Then again, yeah, I get it. But the monuments were also in center field of Yankee Stadium for how many years? Why the fuck are they putting a wall in front of it? Pussies. That's why. I, I missed the hill. I missed the hill at Minute Maid Stadium. Fucking hey. <laughs> Bring back the hill. That shit was not like somebody falling down trying to run up a hill while looking over their shoulder. Lance Berkman, easy greatest folks. catch in the history of baseball, running up that hill. Yep. Anyway, moving forward, uh, talking about the Mets. Davey Johnson, he said. Davey Johnson, right? He used to coach the Mets, didn't he? Uh, he was the manager in, the, in from 84 to, 90, to 1990. Davey Johnson was. Oh, he was. 
Which segues into our next talk discussion, talking about the 80s Mets and their drug abuse. We're going to talk about the teens Mets and their drug abuse. And um, Matt Harvey taking the stand in the Tyler Skaggs trial. Kind of surprising, no? Let's take a look over to the – walk over to the legal corner with Rook. So Rook's legal corner. So um, just a couple of things here. I, I did write some notes on this. So the case is the U.S. versus Eric K. Eric K. is the former communications director of the Angels – who was accused of giving drugs to uh, Tyler Skaggs, who passed away. I think it was 2019. Uh, so he's facing felony counts of distributing counterfeit pills laced with fentanyl and conspiracy to possess with intent to distribute. So currently right now is the prosecution has been compelling um, testimony from certain players that have said that they may have gotten drugs from uh, Eric Kay, who is the communications director. Those players include Matt Harvey, CJ Cron. Michael Moraine and Cam and Cam Bedrosian. Um, between those four players, also Garrett Richards uh, is scheduled to testify next week because there were Venmo payments between him and Skaggs uh, that you know people might say was a little suspicious. So um, part of case defense teams, what they're trying to prove is that or argue is that the source of the drugs did not come from K directly, but they were different sources in which that. Tyler was using drugs and obtaining drugs from other people besides Eric Kay. Um, so part of the reason why Matt Harvey was testifying was he was testifying and he was compelled by the government to testify to prove Eric Kay being the one that provided these drugs to Tyler Skaggs. So there's a difference between what pill he was actually taking. So uh, apparently there were Percocet pills that Harvey had testified that he had given to Skaggs, um, which are pink pills uh, and it's Percocet. Uh, whereas the there were blue pills as well that were given out by Eric Kay that contained or were laced with fentanyl. Um, reason why it's important the difference in the Percocet and the fentanyl pills is because uh, the the reason for his death was a few things. Uh, it was alcohol uh, in his system, um, with oxycodone, fentanyl, and then he obviously. When he threw up, he asphyxiated himself while he was intoxicated. So um, that's where they're trying to figure out where the we're trying to prove that the pills that did kill him uh, were the fentanyl ones, which were the blue pills that were came from Eric Kay, whereas the pink ones that were from well, the Percocet pills that were from Harvey were, you know, were not given to Skaggs. So that's not the reason why he had died. So. <laughs> God, why are you laughing? Because you you keep putting stuff in the <laughs> private chat. Now people think I'm being a dick when I'm talking about someone dying. Anyway, so basically, what happens is the reason why Harvey testified. You're probably wondering why would he testify and admit to giving drugs to somebody um, when you know that could obviously in, in, implicate himself in some sort of crime here. Um, so the Harvey was actually given um, immunity um, from the from the government to testify against uh, Eric Kay. Um, and the reason why was I uh, said before is Percocet. They he gave him those pills four to five days uh, before the death of Tyler Skaggs. What happened was during this trip was Harvey did not actually go to Texas uh, when Skaggs died because he was in the IR. He was injured. He wasn't allowed to go. I'm sorry, the IL. Um, he wasn't allowed to go to Texas. He stayed in Anaheim. That same night, he was actually depressed and upset about it um, that he you know he, he asked Eric K to give him a pill. It was a blue pill, um, which which we don't know what happened, what was in that pill. Uh, but he said he had he gone home. He was 
about to have the pill, decided against it. The next morning he wakes up and hears that uh, Skaggs passes away. He decides to throw the pill away because now he's afraid if that's the same pill that killed Tyler Skaggs, it might have killed me. I could have suffered the same fate. Um, so that's basically where we're at at this point. Um, and that's, I mean, that's, that's pretty much what the main case is right now is just trying to figure out, or if the defense team is trying to figure out what sources of drugs did Skaggs actually, you know, what other sources were there besides Eric K. So that's, I'm really chomping at the bit right now because I, I, and I hate, if there's one thing I hate, I hate fucking excuses. I really do. I mean, I, how do you your 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 main concern now is to build a criminal defense against people that supply drugs to a junkie that wanted drugs? How about sorry, it's tragic, it sucks, you're a fucking idiot. And on top of taking those drugs, everybody knows it's ever been prescribed any type of pain pills. It says all over the fucking label. It might as well be in neon. You are not allowed to drink alcohol on this. So it it's it's clearly it also says can become habit forming. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. you're, so not only are you taking a pill that regardless, let's say, you know, you have a pulled muscle or something, you're, you're in a lot of fucking pain. You need a pain pill. You get it from outside your doctor. So it's an illegal source, but it, it's not out of the realm of semi-normalcy, you know, amongst athletes that have pain pills may have old pain pills that are sitting in their cabinet. Listen, dude, I, I, I fucking jacked up my back. I don't want to say anything to the trainer because I don't want to get placed on the IRIL. I, I, I just need to get through this fucking game. It's important for the team, whatever. But when you're sitting there just chucking pills down and drinking on top of it, drinking to the excess that it's still in your body, the alcohol is still in your system, that you're puking it up. I mean, so it, it's not like you had a fucking glass of wine, took a pill and went to sleep. Um, obviously, this is all speculation. But how about you just let the person own the fact that they made mistakes in their life and that's it? You, you want to build a case against everybody else involved when – Dude, it happens. You fuck around with drugs and there's consequences. Unfortunately, tragically, he passed away. But what else, what other outcome do you think? That's like fucking handing a kindergarten class a loaded gun cocked and ready to go and saying, like, I didn't think fucking anything was going to happen. Like, you're, you're fucking with fire and you get burned sometimes. And unfortunately, he got burned. And it's sad, but to make this whole criminal investigation, I understand it's because it's a business and it's a sports team, and you don't know if it's like you're providing multiple drugs to multiple people, and essentially you're like I got an insider trading of uh, drugs in the system. But it's I, I hate getting away from the ownership of making mistakes and having to deal with the consequences because people make mistakes, and that's that's the long and short of it. Yeah. That's true. Well, I mean, the, the entirety of the Mets world has turned on Terry Collins because of his discussion yesterday about Matt Harvey and, and his uh, addiction issues in New York. Mm -hmm. um, it's come to light that Matt Harvey was doing a lot of cocaine while playing with the Mets to mm -hmm. the point where I believe a couple times as he pitched, he started bleeding from his nose. Uh, yeah. And I guess people just attributed it to the weather. I, I don't know. Um, but he was he was having cokehead bloody noses in yeah. the middle of games you know because he, he's he, doing he sorry doing he did testify, games. and he testified to using cocaine you know in the dugouts uh and in the clubhouse and also using oxycodone so um you know there, he did have a history of uh, a drug abuse there that's and, what i mean um, people are fuck-ups i mean I how dumb are you that you're gonna dude you you have to be a special kind of stupid to continue to fucking do drugs when you're at the height of your career and you're just wanting to throw away millions of dollars like any anybody in, 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 in around sports would give their left nut 
to get paid just a fucking normal salary uh, of $15 an hour to play a sport for a living and, and be loved by their fans. And you're just pissing it away. And we're supposed to feel sorry for people that go down that road. We all make decisions. Like, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't have, I don't, I reserve my sympathies for fucking kids that find out at two years old that they have fucking cancer. That, that's where I reserve my sympathies for. I, my, you know, oh, it's a disease. No, those are diseases. Choosing to fucking be a drug addict, that's, you're just, everybody's grasping for fucking excuses and I'm sick of the excuses. I'm sorry. Hate me, whatever. It's not PC. I really don't give a shit. I'll reserve my sympathies for people that deserve it. Not people that choose to do dumb things. I don't have to wear a mask because I'm worried about catching addiction. That's what I mean. Like, and especially in situations like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, well, this guy's addicted to crack. Nobody, like, in what world do you wake up and like, oh, my God, today I want to try crack? No normal person's ever like, oh, you know what? That sounds like a great, these fucking birds are chirping. The sun's out. The grass is growing. Oh, it smells nice outside. I'm going to barbecue and try crack today. Nobody in the right frame of mind decides to do that. Like, and anybody that wants to go down the road of like, oh, well, it starts with weed in high school and weed's a gateway drug. Like, I no. There's a big jump between trying something when you're a kid and Picking up a pipe uh, that Joe totally Biden handed out for free and decided to light it up. The alcohol. I will. I will say to to like. I know. Obviously, the counterpoint to yours is that. I mean, some people unfortunately have addictive personalities. Whereas sometimes these people, when they're they get injured, uh, they you know they get they get prescribed drugs, painkillers, right, and then they just can't live without it. And then they have this addictive personality and they stick to it. So I do get but, the point where people do say addiction but, is a disease. I, I see, but that, that, that's but... the problem, though. Listen, I, I, I mean, I, I don't have to go into personal details or anything like that. But I've been around family members that have drinking problems and stuff like that. And you and I Iris can have a family member that has a drinking problem. Don't start with that shit. But I'm saying, like, I can sit here and have a couple of beers while I bullshit with you guys and hang out in a social setting. Unfortunately, we can't all be in the same place. But yeah, shoot the shit and, and enjoy myself. But I still get to work tomorrow morning, and I'm not going to sit there and be like, "Well, I need it's two o'clock." Time to crank four beers before I drive home. You know what I, I mean? It's, I, it's I, addictive personalities are one thing, but I, I mean, I'm addicted to fucking sleep too, you know, but I still wake my ass up to go to work every day. It's called responsibility. It's called fucking ha having incredible. some, some semblance of sense in your head. So moving on, <laughs> uh, trying to wrap up MLB here is that uh, Ryan Zimmerman is now retired. Mr. National, a hell of a career. Um, you know, went from expansion team. Well, I expansion team, but just moving from Montreal to Washington, be one of the first players to be drafted by the Nationals to then win in a World Series with them. So it's a pretty incredible career. I think he was the first player drafted by the Nationals. No, I said he was. Yeah, that's what I meant. He was the first player drafted yeah, by the Nationals. The, the last one drafted by the Expos was Ian Desmond. Oh, wow. He was the last player to play for the Expos. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, so Mr. National, congratulations on a great career. Um, Mr. Walkoff. Mr. Walkoff, yep. Yeah, I, I I love Ryan Zimmerman. I, I'm you know you guys know I'm a national supporter. You are. And when they were the Expos, they were playing in Puerto Rico, and I have relatives there, and we had something to talk about. Um, but also, I was always very concerned that they were going to get rid of the franchise when they were the Expos, because that mm -hmm. was the conversation. They were playing games between Puerto Rico and Montreal, and then when they moved to, to Washington, I was like, you know what? Somebody got to buy their gear because if they don't, they're going to get rid of the franchise. And I started buying like Washington hats and. I have an Ian. Uh, I have an Ian Desmond All Star Game jersey. I have a Bryce Harper White jersey. I've got a Ryan Zimmerman jersey, and I actually have the uh, the old uh, Nationals jersey in white with Ryan Zimmerman on it as well. The the original Nationals jersey. If you remember uh, the Nationals when it said Nationals, I have that one as well. Mm -hmm. uh, 
I'm a big fan of Ryan Zimmerman. There was a big conversation back in the day in the NL East, whether it was Zimmerman or David Wright. Who's the third baseman? Who are we, you know, who's the guy? Yeah. I got to say is Ryan Zimmerman. He lasted longer, right? He did. Yeah, I mean, we never got to see David Wright's real potential. I mean, we saw the potential that he had, but we never got to see what he could have been, you know, with some kind of longevity. He, You know, he got screwed. He got dealt a raw raw deal, you know, bad hand. If they had the DH in the NL, he would have had a better deal. No, he couldn't swing the bat. No, he hurt, he hurt his back. Yeah, he couldn't swing the bat. But if he wouldn't have played the field every single fucking day. It wasn't the field that fucked him up, dude. The, could the, have been. Dude, a swing is way bur- worse than sitting in the hot corner. I, listen, hold on, hold on. Don Mattingly made an adjustment to his swing because he had a bad back. And he played an additional five years. Right? Because in 91, they were like, yeah, you fucked your lumbar up, dude. You ain't playing anymore. Yeah, and but he, he added the right leg kick and he played through 95. David Wright had something totally different. I mean, but maybe not playing all those games at the hot corner doesn't help, doesn't hurt it. You know I'm what I'm not saying? saying like, it does. Off. I'm not saying it does, but I, I mean, that's what every time he tried to come back in spring training and stuff like that, it was the swings that, that fucked him. But I think we can all agree David Wright was a great player. Ryan Zimmerman, an even greater player, retire yeah. his jersey tomorrow. If anybody, like, he's yeah. not making the Hall of Fame, and I'm okay with that. Retire his number tomorrow. He's your guy. He's your captain. Well-deserved. When he left the field, his last play, and they let him walk out onto the field by himself, that was one of the best farewells I've ever seen for a longevity player. Not an amazing player. Not a great player. Not a uh, uh, Sal says two silver sluggers, two all-star games. Um, and he played third base. He played first base. Uh, and who knows? If they had a DH, he could have probably been a DH a lot longer than playing first base. Yeah, um, but I love Ryan Zimmerman. He played the game the right way. He, he's Mr. National. If they ever build monuments in their ballpark for players that played for their franchise, he should definitely get one. Yeah, definitely. I agree. He's that moves Jeff Conine of the Nationals. Yep. And then we'll move it on to our next segment. New York Rangers talk with TJ and Nick. Here we go, Dude, boys. Did you see the game last night? They're back. Did I see the game? This guy. Oh, my God. I, my my yeah, neighbors that. knew what was going on in that game. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you, you you kidding me? I, I mean, when fucking Smith went into him, and, and, and you had Lafreniere and Miller just teeing off on him. Oh, I love that. I loved every second of it. Oh my god, just, I love I love the fire out of Igor when they took yeah, him out of the game. Absolutely, and, he and apologized. You know for that. He did apologize, and he did the respectable thing, but no apology necessary. He's no. a fucking gamer. He wanted to be there. We I, all were sitting there going, you motherfucker, that we just lost when Gorgiev stepped in with, what, a minute and 10 seconds left in overtime and going into the shootout that is not Gorgiev's friend. I mean, I was fucking livid. I said it livid. in the chat. I was like, great, they took Igor out. We lost. Now we're going to a fucking shootout. Yeah. Dude, I'm sitting there wishing like Lafayette would go over to the fucking locker room and start teeing off on Smith again because fuck you. But it, it, listen, it, the, the sudden pull – it was everybody said, What the fuck? And we all freaked out. And then watching that video back of him standing in net and, and just like kind of like I'm glad they check on the players. And we all sit here and want to shit on the NFL for all the cover-ups with CTE and all that stuff that they did. I'm happy that the NHL gives a shit enough to say, uh-uh, go fucking check on him. Because you know what? He is a gamer. Hockey players will play until they fucking drop dead. And we gotta protect him because He's going to play through it and not protect himself. I, I appreciate that. It, it would have sucked if, you know, Gorgiev would have had to play out the uh, OT and we would have lost in, in the shootout. 
But when he fucking came out, dude, holy shit. And you Yo, could tell the Boston bench was fucking pissed because they sent the ref over to the – they, they were pissed at that like, timeout. Go check out. on him again. Go check on him again. They were pissed <laughs> at that timeout to give fucking Shesterkin uh, long enough to get back in and fucking Stonewall Shesty, baby. Oh, my I, uh, God. I uh, the, the, Okay, so I agree with you on that. And from our point of view, it looks weird that he's blinking and stuff like that. Two things. One – the announcers were like, he always does that. If you ever talk to him one-on-one, -on -one, he makes weird eye looks, all right? And two, when I saw him doing that, I don't know if he wears contacts, but it looked like he had a contact in his eye and one of them went sideways. Gotcha. Like that, to me, that's what it looked like, the way he was blinking. Like he has contacts and one of them went that way and he was like... Dude, and, and, and I will tell you this from playing ice hockey, with the cold coming off the ice and as you're sweating and stuff like that, your eyes tend to, you know, get a little fucked up. Sometimes you got to blink away the uh, little blurriness because right. uh, it, it's, it, you know, it, it's a mixed uh, temperature. You're sweating your ass off. You got heat coming off your body. But on ice level, it's about 38, 39, 40 degrees. So that could have been playing with his eyes as well. But yeah. I, I, I'm still I, – I appreciate the NF, uh, NHL and, and them looking after their players, especially goalies, because essentially they're taking – long, man. What? They took too long. They, they took a while, but you know what? I, 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 I appreciate – what they did and uh, of course i'm happy that he came back out and was the shesterkin we all know and love and, and stepped up big time and dude effortless effortless he's just standing there saying you're gonna make the first move and i'm gonna make the last move and it's gonna be a save it, it just ridiculous and then keandre miller with that fucking move panarin ha definitely had a move of the night Breadman, that that move that he pulled i mean he was shaking like he was on one of those old fucking motel Barry beds and popped about a dollar and a half worth of quarters in that fucking bitch because he was just jerking and jiving all over the place. He gave him the Barry Sanders juke. Dude, just a tremendous game. And, and you know what? Taken away from that game, um, you had the the uh, Brandon Snyder, Zach Jones pairing on defense that, I mean, that if that's not Adam Fox-esque, Fox I, I don't know what is. Two young guys playing together for the first time coming up and they were a phenomenal twosome against Boston. Boston is no slouch of a team. They played great. Um, I dude, that was a must win. I think for the Rangers, it sucks to give them a point and, and it go to overtime. But as a fan, that was intense, dude. That honestly felt like a fucking playoff game. I, I was, I was glued, dude. I was I absolutely just want to point glued. out. I hate overtime hockey. We know. We know I, you I can't, can't deal with the anxiety. I'm too old. It's going to give me a every, heart attack. Every I'm time there's an overtime game, this is what Nick says. <laughs> I, I, I just can't deal with it. I, I hate shootouts even more. But Keandre Miller. Excellent. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Igor keeping uh, – who hit him? Mil uh, Smith. Smith. Keeping him out. Denied. I, I loved it. I absolutely <laughs> loved it. And then the ref not calling it. A, a goal, two things. He interfered with the goalie, and then he he pushed it in with his hand. Good call. You know, like the only, the only thing that bothered me was <laughs> the hand should have went up immediately for the penalty on Craig Smith uh, with the goaltender interference. Um, not not that I think that Miller or uh, Lafreniere would have held back because you, you protect your goalie at all costs, and they had every right to tee off on Smith. Um, and, and it's funny because uh, what's his name? Uh, the announcer was like, and they're not letting up. <laughs> 
No, you don't let up. You, you, dude, you're going to go hard to the net. You're going to take out the goalie. And then you know what? They're standing there watching him push the puck in with your hand. You don't fucking do that disrespectful nonsense either. You just took out our goalie, and then you're going to try to punch the puck he, into the net. You deserve a beating. Enjoy. I, I love the, the ref set is the, the ref separating Lafreniere and Lafreniere is like I don't get I'll fucking I'm still going yeah. I'm still going I'm not I done. don't care if you try to get in between us yeah and and you know what you can't tell me that Ryan Reeves doesn't have that effect because we saw before the season started him pulling the young guys aside teaching them how to fight you know what it is I I the fact that Ryan Reeves is on the team gives him a little protection because no one's going to take a cheap shot at them because they're going to pay the fucking ultimate price um. And and at that point, if you're going to do something like that, and uh, around the NHL, even though the league has gotten a little soft, everybody knows you got to you got to answer the bell when you do something stupid. So no one's going to take that cheap shot at, at anybody anymore because you got Reeves out there on the team. But it, it's also the fact that they are a team. They're they're playing like a team. Everybody has each other's back, and it, that's what you want to see. You want to see everybody step up. It doesn't matter who's out there. If you're a fighter, you're not a fighter. You're a tiny guy, big guy. It doesn't matter. You're, you're going to fuck around. You're going to pay the price. That's how a team in, in the NHL operates. And, and I love seeing it, dude. I, I love this fucking team. I absolutely love this team. Feels We're good, four right? po- Dude, four points outside of the Penguins. The Penguins are, uh, excuse me, coming on strong. They're having an incredible night. Uh, well, we or or uh, season, Sidney Crosby had a great night, uh, scored his 500th goal. Good for him. I don't particularly like the guy, but scored his 500th. I mean, they're, they, they're an older team. We said it already uh, this year, but... I mean, they're doing what the Penguins do, and and they get hot, and they run with it, and they're not going to let up. So the Rangers are right there. They're right on pace. We're, I believe, two points behind uh, the Hurricanes and four points behind Pittsburgh, sitting there at number three in the Metropolitan. So yeah, I, I, look at the standings. I, You're right. Yeah, dude, you, you want to see – you want to see those type of games, especially Boston, especially especially a, a rivalry game like that. You want to see the team step up. And now that we're past the All-Star break, we're getting into those every game counts, every point counts, and you want to continue to carry that momentum into the playoffs because playoff hockey is no joke, dude. A lot of the times it goes to a game six or game seven. People get hurt. People have uh, you know injuries, banged up bodies, and there's no quitting in hockey. So I, I, I love to see a win like that, especially against Boston. I also want to stay uh, for the for chasing the Pittsburgh. The Rangers have two games in hand, so – yeah, you have four points behind. You have two games in hand, so it's you was able to catch them, uh, and they're two points behind Carolina. But uh, Carolina has a game in hand against the Rangers, so right. Um, but yeah, that's the nine round win around. for Igor Shesterkin last night with Keandre Miller with the game winning uh, shootout goal. Uh, last thing before we leave the NHL, happy birthday, Yarmir Yager turns fifty. This fifty week. years old, dude, still playing. And, uh, he's still playing. Where is he playing now? Czech Republic, I believe. Oh really? He owns the team he's playing for, if I remember correctly. Oh, is he really? That's awesome. Yeah. He, it's a very, it's a very Mario Lemieux thing to do. Yeah, is, uh, <laughs> is he a coach too? Owner, player, coach? Like uh, Jackie? I don't think he's a coach. He's he's not pulling a uh, Jackie Moon. He's not pulling a Newman's a Newman's own. Jackie Moon. Well, the Rangers got the uh, Red Wings tomorrow night. Um, Senators, and then What's Thursday, the February February twenty fourth, we got the Caps. Huge game. And then right after that, the 26th, uh, the Penguins. So, I mean, they got to be ready. Got to be ready, boys. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. 
Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. All right, so moving on now, we'll bring back Stack Guy Sal for a little our bit. N- our NBA correspondent, Stack intern Guy Stack Guy Sal. Hey, hey, Sal, I heard the Knicks and Nets were off today, right? There was no Nets game today or Knicks game. No, they, they big win for the Nets. Big win. Well, Nets, Nets, Nets were Nets down. Half a game. So Knicks had half the night off. Basically. Yeah, they had the half the night off. They They took off. They had a twenty-eight point, point lead. lead. I know. Don't rub it. And in they that. blew it. Yeah. And we don't. Eat, we don't have Kyrie. We don't have Durant. We don't have Simmons, Hardens, and Philly. All we had was Curry, and we beat the Knicks. I mean, so excited. That's been the story of the Knicks since like nineteen ninety-eight. True. <laughs> Very true. Very true. I, I don't. I can't remember the last time the Knicks made a meaningful playoff run. Uh, well, they lost to the Spurs in the finals. Yeah. Now they had that run against. They lost to the Pacers in the Eastern Semis. That was a pretty good. The Eastern Semis is like two thirds into like the, the fucking... quarters. It's the quarterfinals, not yeah really semis. Listen, um, everybody makes the playoffs in fucking basketball. Saying that you lost anything in fucking lying. anything is like all right, okay, and so instead of being the thirty second team in the league or or twenty eighth team rather, you're the twenty seventh. Whoopity do. Yeah, I know, I know. It's just depressing. It's a sad, long, disgusting history of the New York Knicks. But besides that, let's get to Sal's Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I don't even want to talk about the Knicks. I'm disgusted. I think this is actually the third 20 point uh, lead blown. Well, hey, well, just one thing about the Knicks. The other day, apparently, Julius Randle was at the line and Knicks fans started chanting MVP. No. <laughs> Wow. Make up our minds, people. Either we hate him or we love him. him. I'm hating him. That's fans. it. New York, it happens. That's what happens. So anyway, yeah. Sal, what I wanted to get to was your, your, you know, we last week we recorded. It was prior to the trade deadline before Harden was training for Simmons. You had said you wanted to see uh, Harden out of here because he was disgruntled. He didn't want to be here anymore. And now you bring in Simmons. So, uh, you know, what's after the C and the deal? What is your uh, what? How do you feel about it? I love it. Yeah, love it. I, I I love it now. Um, Simmons obviously isn't playing yet. You know, he hasn't played all season, so he's going to take a little while for him to get ready and get in game ready shape. So, you know, right? Curry had a great game the other night. We broke our losing streak on Monday night, I think it was. Yeah, Monday night against the Kings, 109-85. Didn't so, he get blown out by Celtics, though, too? That last night? Oh no, that no, was I'm sure that was the 76ers. Never mind. Yeah, the 76ers got blown out. They got like blown a, out by the Celtics. Yeah. It was like a 40 point blowout. Yeah, they got crazy. Harden's not even... after the All Star break. Yeah, I heard that. It's his hamstring still hurting him. I thought I thought the injury was all. I 
I thought it was fake. I was like, oh, he's just he's just saying he tried carrying that ego all day. See how you're a hamstring. <laughs> right right yeah it's but true. i i i didn't think he was actually hurt but i guess he is he's not playing with the 76ers now after the all-star game mm-hmm. and, and speaking then, of the all-star game durant is he's going to be missing the all-star game still injured but steve nash did say the game after the all-star game he could see uh, Durant coming back for so. Listen, I'm Durant. sorry if he's not playing right now for the Nets, he has no business trying to play for the All Star game at all. No, he's not. I mean, no, he's not playing for the All Star game. He's playing. I'm just he's saying the that, game that, that conversation is saying I can't play in the All Star game. You better not. No, if you're not no, going to play the game not. before for your team, you better not play the All Star game. There shouldn't even be a conversation about yeah. the All Star game. Like that no, shouldn't he, be a word. Well, because he was voted in and he was the captain. I don't give a fuck. You're not paying for the team that plays that pays you Monday through Friday, or rather, I guess October or September through July, because that's the fucking playoffs are from fucking April to July. Then you're not playing the All Star game. You you it would be rude. Imagine that shit. You won't play for your team the day before, but you'll play for for fucking uh, I guess accolades the day of of a game that doesn't even fucking count. Give me a break. Take two days, three days, whatever it is. And, and rest up for the next Nets game that actually means something. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he should just rest. And then the game after the All-Star game, he supposedly might be back. That's what Steve Nash said tonight. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens, though. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But Simmons is still out. You know, it, he's not game ready. So I don't know when he'll be game ready because he hasn't played all season because – of the problems he's had with the 76ers. So we'll see when, when he debuts for them, but Curry's been doing good so far. Even Andre Drummond don't sleep on Andre Drummond. He had a good game the other night, not uh, 11 points, nine rebounds. He, he, he don't sleep on him. He's pretty good. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, I think, I think it was a pretty good deal. I mean, granted you guys gave up so much for James Harden, you had to right. get something decent in return. I think with mm-hmm. you know with Seth Curry, a couple first round picks, um, and Andre Drum- Drummond. I mean, it's, it's, I don't think the next. I don't think the Nets are in the worst position no. um, with losing Harden, especially if he was so disgruntled and making it tough for the locker room. Uh, it's probably probably seems they're better off. And uh, Simmons, listen, Simmons is going to play defense. He's going to get rebounds for you. He's going to get assists. He doesn't have to move the ball. You don't need him to be the offensive guy like the Sixers needed him. Uh, the 76ers needed him to be when. It was right. him and Embiid. You don't need him mm-hmm. to score that much anymore. Granted, he goes to the free throw line. He can't shoot. Whatever. Hacker Simmons might come into play when it comes to the playoffs. But you know what? I mean, everyone else can have to pick up the slack offensively and let him do play what his game is. And I think I think they'll be all right. Like Nick said, half the league makes the playoffs. They're not right. in, in as bad a shape as the Knicks right now. So I think you'll see uh, you'll see the Nets. They'll make the playoffs. Maybe they'll make a little run. But they're they'll make they'll the playoffs. Up. I think they'll 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 make a they'll make a run. Yeah, I don't know definitely. if they're a finals team. Uh, the Bucks are really good. Miami Heat are really good. Uh, Celtics are still there too. I mean, Celtics are still running around. And the Bulls, tomorrow so, Rosen. So. Nets got some competition, but once Ben Simmons comes back it, and Durant comes back, it's game game changer. Yeah, of course, of course it is. So um, what we're gonna do is we're gonna go over to do our next segment. Unless you have anything else for NBA South. Sorry, I cut you off there. No, that, that okay. sums it up. All right, so here we go to our new TikTok sensation. 
does Gen Z know it's that guy, Sal? And I did pretty been, good last week. You did good last week. I actually put it on mm-hmm. TikTok that you got one right. Um, so we're on TikTok now, and we've been posting these Gen Z videos. We've actually got a couple decent hundred views. Like, I'm talking about almost a 1,000 for us, which is impressive. Because my my Instagram account for Scoreboard Addicts is not as popular as the TikTok one. So hopefully we keep it going here. So I'm going to show you uh, – I think we're going to do – you guys want to do like three? I think it was running a little long on time. We can do three. Let's do three. All right. So, um, all right. Let me do. I have the one for TJ, and then Nick, you want to do the '90s one? Theme song. Sure. That was kind of your idea, so I figured that. So, TJ, we have yeah, yours, yeah. and then I have mine, and then I'll save a couple for next week. So, um, so I'm going to show you an item or an image. Okay. okay? All right. Do you know what this is? A rot- uh, rotary phone, right? Yeah. Do you know how to use it? If I had one in front of me, I'd probably be able to use it. I've never ever so used one. Would, so how would you dial that, that phone number? Let's just say. If you were going to dial 911. Yeah, how would how you would dial 911 on this Wouldn't phone? Wouldn't you just swivel the thing to the... Swivel it to the right. Sw- swivel what? Right? what the? Like the, the circle in the middle. Which circle? Like the entire thing. Like where the little hole it. is. Like he's got push it. it. Okay. He's got it. Ring the bell. He got it. He got it. So you would you do what? You would put your finger in the nine, ring all the yeah, way around. Yeah, and then just yeah, let it roll just back. Turn it around. Okay. And then come back and then do the one. He Googled this. I guarantee. I, he was I swear to God. I didn't, <laughs> no, I didn't Google it. Wow. I'm going to clap it up for Stack Guy Sal knowing how to use a fucking yeah. rotary phone. Uh, we're going to we're gonna run over to TJ's first because Nick's clues is a video clue. So we're going to okay. go to uh, TJ's first. TJ, ask him about uh, the show you want to ask him about. It's a cartoon. Okay. okay. Can, great. Can, can, you tell us, can you tell us what three legendary athletes were part of the Pro Stars cartoon? All right. I'm just going to guess. Um... Michael Jordan. Nick, that one. <laughs> that is one. There's two more. Kobe. No. <laughs> no. Um, Magic. No. We'll give we'll give you two more guesses. Think think different sports. Yeah, different they're not all. Oh, oh, they're not all, all basketball. Yeah. Um. Jeter? We'll give you one more guess. Should we give him another hint? Hmm. If he gets it right, uh, we'll give him a second guess. Like almost like a Ken Griffey. Challenge. What about you Ken Griffey? Give him a hint. Give him a hint, TJ. They don't play baseball. They don't play baseball. Um okay, Actually, so uh this no, yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on. Oh, we'll yeah, that one. I'll give him the easiest baseball. one. I'll give him the easiest one. Uh this uh pro not only uh, has the most goals in the NHL, but the most assists oh. all time in the NHL. Is it Gretzky? Uh, oh my, there we go. It shouldn't take me that long. Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right. Wayne so what, who's the last one? Yeah. Here's the hint. The last one. He plays baseball and football. Yeah. Bo Jackson. There we there go. There, there you is. go. Wow. Stars cartoon starred Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, and Bo Jackson. And there it is, Michael Jordan in the middle. 
uh, Bo Jackson and Wayne Gretzky. So it was actually really funny because they, they used to solve crimes, right? So the they Mike would, Tyson mysteries. So they would use like a basketball, a hockey puck, a stick, a football, and a baseball bat to solve these crimes and defeat bad guys. So coincidentally, this, even though it stars Michael Jackson, Bo Jackson, and Wayne Gretzky, it actually doesn't star any of them. They don't actually do oh, their really? voice. No, they oh, I was going to say they don't do their vo- voiceovers. No, for it's, their they just they have to blend uh, they their, like, their likenesses, their likenesses to the, likenesses. To the cartoon, and uh, they have random people do the voices. Which Rick channel cartoon. was this on? I don't even know. I actually have the DVD of it. If I could, uh, if I find it, I'll I'll I'll, I'll give you a copy. NBC. Like, there's like six episodes. NBC. NBC. Yeah, Thir- NBC. Thirteen episodes on NBC. Yeah, I've never seen that. I was back in the day when they had like Wish Kid. <laughs> oh God! Moving That's forward, cool. moving forward, we have our next one. This is Nick's idea: was to do a pick We're a, play theme, a theme, theme song to a TV show. Tell All us right. what show that is. Okay. All right, you ready? I'm only gonna. Ready. It's a 30 second clip, but I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna play 10 seconds of it. If you need more time, we'll go back and play it again for longer. All right. Okay. Here we go. It's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. Full house. Oh, give him the number. Give him, hit him, hit him, hit him. That's not full house. It's not no. Full house. Do you want to take one more sh- crack at it? I'll give you the. Uh, I'll give you the, the theme song one more time. <laughs> Wait, that's not Full House. It sounds like not, exactly no, like it's not Full House. Full House. They're very wait similar. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They're not similar at all. <laughs> they have like the same like poppy, happy like every fucking song in the nineties. <laughs> wait. I want to play one more time for you, Sally. Ready? Yeah, play oh, it again. It's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. Love and tradition of the grand design. Some people say it's even harder to find. Well, that was it. I've heard this before, and I've watched this show, but I have no idea. Um, Okay, uh, main character, Carl Winslow. <laughs> oh, Urkel. It's not the name of the show. Family, <laughs> show. Ties. Give it family ties. It's give not it family ties. ties. Give, give, give them two X's for that one. What? Family uh, ties. Yeah, just... Michael J. Fox. Wait. It was a white family. That's family ties. Wait, ready? Here, wait, wait, here's your answer. Wait, no, you have here's, here's the answer. Here's the answer. It's a rare condition this day and age. On the newspaper page, love and tradition of the grand design. Some people say it's even harder to find. Well, then there must be some magic clue inside these gentle walls. Cause all I see is a tower of dreams. Real love bursting out. I was waiting I for Urkel to come on. I didn't realize he's like, he was like second to last in that. He's yeah. not only. Yeah, I've watched that show terrible. so much as a kid. I don't know how I didn't remember it. I remembered the Dude. song, but I didn't remember the name of it. I can't believe I guessed Full House. 
we'll have we'll have more for you next week. The same. All right. Here's a, I'll throw a little a little fun fact for those that weren't uh, <laughs> our generation may not know this, but uh, the reason that uh, Rachel got her own separate, like also featuring Telma Hopkins. Telma Hopkins was a part of a band in the seventies. Tony Orlando and Dawn. She was one of Dawn. There were two women that were Dawn. She was one of the women. Wow. Um, that's why she got a separate billing after everybody else, where it said Jaleel White featuring Telma Hopkins. Oh, wow. That's she was funny. already famous without that show. Yeah, I didn't know that. The it's more you know. Singing. <laughs> yeah, the more you know. Also, uh, Jaleel White, who played uh, Steve Urkel, did yeah. the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog. He did. Growing up. On the animated I've series. I've heard that, yeah. But uh, right. that was does Gen Z know, and apparently they don't. <laughs> oh, I got, the, I got the phone. I got the phone one. You got the phone. I think the hardest one. He did get the phone. Yeah, I'll, I'll clap it up for you knowing the phone. That was the hardest one, I thought. Because I don't think you've ever physically seen a rotary phone in your life. No, I've seen one. Where? In a museum? Probably at my like, grandpa's house or something. Probably had an old one hanging oh, around. Uh, they had just stone phones by the time you were born. No, they didn't at the time. Yeah, I used to have a Mickey one. Touchstone phones are the phones we use now. I used to have a Mickey Mouse phone. It was uh, you would crank on the by his foot, and his hand <laughs> held the the receiver, and you would pick it up off his hand. You know what it is? He probably Pickle saw time. the uh, the news uh, article and the pictures of when Russell Crowe threw a rotary phone in his assistant. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was then. Does Gen Z know? That was does Gen Z know. And now we're moving on to the new segment here. Introduced by our intern. This is his brainchild. So if you hate yeah, it, yeah. it's his fault. Yes. Put all the blame on me if you hate it. Um, I kind of dig it already. All right. Cool. right. And then you dig it. It should say wrestling. Hold on. <laughs> this isn't WCW. All right. Wrestling. <laughs> Okay, so the newest segment, we have Wrestling Trivia Attitude Era Edition. So if you're a fan of wrestling in the 90s. Monday Night Wars. WCW Raw versus Raw. Monday Night Raw. So, okay. So I have five questions. They'll be worth two points each. Well, the fifth question will do like a little final Jeopardy, like where you wager your points. Question one. Which two wrestlers were in the first ever Hell in a Cell match? What we said. Okay, yeah. All right. Show that Taker and Mankind. Ma- Undertaker, Mankind. Okay. It was Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. Oh, God damn. So- HBK, Undertaker. Can I get half a point? Because technically there's two answers there. No, there's not. He said, yeah, which yeah, two yeah. wrestlers were in it? We got one, one, one you lose. Good day, sir. You get, get two points, point. me and Rook get one point each. That's yeah, bullshit. Right, that's that's hockey that's shit fair. right there. Is it worth All two right, or one? Fair. Each question's two. worth two points. Each yeah, question's worth two points. Each. So I'll give oh. I'll give you and TJ one, and I'll give Nick two. All right, I'll take that. I'll take a one. Shenanigans. All right. We, we should tell Matt to join us for this. He would enjoy it. He's sleeping already. He probably is. <laughs> Second question. Actually, by the way, when the first Hell in a Cell match happened, that's also when Kane debuted. Yes, it is. Wow. And I was in '97. Kane. Was it yeah. Hellfire and Brimstone? That's when I he got ripped the door off. 
did Undertaker yeah, know he was alive still at that time? No, he didn't know. Damn. That's the reason why he lost. Undertaker lost that match. Shawn Michaels won it because Kane, like, tombstone Undertaker. And then wow. Shawn Michaels won. Damn, I don't remember that. My first AOL screen name was HBK all the way. <laughs> all right. Question two. Question number two. What were go. the three? What were the three different personas of Mick Foley? Oh, well, we already named one of them. Is this question worth two or three? Two. All right, I'll, I'll give it three. Make we'll it three. three on this. Yeah. This one was easy. All right. I spelled one of the words wrong. I'm an idiot. How do you do that? I don't know. All right, everybody gets three points. Hey! It was it was Mankind, Cactus Jack, and Do Love. And finally, Mick Foley. The many faces of Foley. Dude, when he used to come out as Dude Love, like... <laughs> amazing. All you right. The exciting part about it was is that he created that in high school and still thought it was cool. Yeah. He jumped, <laughs> he like jumped off his roof. Like they would show like the videos of him jumping off his roof. It's crazy. And then he got thrown off a hell in a cell. Um, question three. Which wrestler had the nickname the ninth wonder of the world? The ninth wonder? Yeah. Gosh. I think Nick is ready. This was a layup for Nick. Oh, yeah. The ninth wonder. Yeah, it's too late. No, TJ's wrong. Boom. What was it again? Nick's oh, right. Nick and Rook are right. Uh, the right answer. All right. I first thought Andre the Giant, and then I realized yeah, it was I China. knew that's what people were going to think. Because I was like, wait a minute, eighth wonder of the world. It's eighth wonder of the world, not ninth. And then I realized. I, I, honestly, I, I put a goof layup at, just to be a dick, and I put Val Venus just for fun. <laughs> his, his dick's Val the Venus. <laughs> dick is a Hello, ladies. Question should have been who got poison ivy rubbed on his ass cheeks. <laughs> we have a question. All right. Four? So right now, Rook has six, TJ has four, and Nick has seven. Nick's in the lead. Wow. Nick's All right. Four, question uh, four. Three. Qu yeah, he's three for three. Question four. Who won the 1999 Royal Rumble match? I have no fucking clue. <laughs> I'm going out on a limb with this one. Only because I know he's won a lot. So I'm going to go with him, but I have no idea. TJ's Googling it. <laughs> no, I, no, I got my answer right here. It's wrong, but. I have my answer, Nick, too. I don't think it's right either. Nick's thinking. If I get it right, it's because it's a shot in the dark. I know who you probably wrote, you wrote down. Brooke. Oh, yeah, but don't tell me if I'm not wrong, obviously, but. I play percentages here. All right, what do you got? No, it was Mr. McMahon. I fucking what? knew that shit. <laughs> Cole was already champion. Son of a bitch. No, he wasn't. No, McMahon eliminated him last. No, no, Stone Cold was who was WWE champion? Undertaker? The Rock. No, The Rock was. I'm wagering all four of my fucking points. Who gives a shit? Yeah, so, okay, so oh, that's right. This question, is the final Jeopardy. Final Jeopardy, fifth question. Wager Ooh. how many? 
Fifth question I made the hardest because it's Final Jeopardy. Oh, so this, this is going to be hard. All right. Who so write what you're going to wager first. Okay, yeah. Write what you're going to wager first. How many points do I have? You have seven. Um, yeah, okay, uh, Rook has six, TJ has four, and you have seven. All right. Let's go. Let's do Are it. Are you ready? Yeah, do it. All right. Who threatened to shoot Stone Cold with a gun during an infamous segment on an episode of Raw in 1996? Oh, shit. I would never fucking know this. Hey, This was a a pretty famous segment in the beginning of the Attitude Era. Show him! Let's go! Fuck. Ready? I wagered two points. Okay. (laughs) Vicious? No. Big boss man, good guess. The answer is Brian Pillman. Nick gets it right, and he wins oh, the first Brian segment Pillman. of wrestling trivia. How much did you wager, Nick? Six points, baby. Oh, because you knew it? No, I wagered six points before I even knew the question. Oh, how much did you wager, TJ? <laughs> four. I'm down to zero, baby. Uh, <laughs> I have, I'm down to four, so. God damn it. Nice. That was actually fun. Nick, Nick wins round one. I think we have to make this more interactive, get some people involved. Yeah. So if anyone wants to join us on Wednesdays, Wednesday night for some wrestling trivia. Come on, man. You couldn't start this off like easy. Like, hey, who murdered their family? <laughs> I, Benoit. I don't believe that for a second. Listen, that was a setup. Oh. Kevin, uh, Kevin Sullivan murdered Chris Benoit's family and set him up to take the dive. Look it up. Kevin Sullivan murdered the Benoits. Ironically enough, all right, I don't know if you guys know this. I'm gonna, we're going dark side of the ring right now, all right? Fucking Kel- Kevin Sullivan was married to Chris Benoit's wife, previously to Chris Benoit. They, they worked a story in WCW where Chris Benoit stole Kevin Sullivan's wife, who was called Woman, from Kevin Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan believed in kayfabe so much. He was like, no, you're going to travel with her. You're going to work with her. You're going to walk with her. You're going to eat with her. You're going to be seen everywhere with her. And they fell in love, and she left ugly-ass, fat-ass, old-ass Kevin Sullivan for handsome fucking Chris Benoit. All right? When Chris Benoit allegedly killed their entire family, ironically enough, Kevin Sullivan's child wasn't there. And he was in a hotel like 10 miles down the road. So if this is true, why isn't he arrested? Canada, eh? You tell me, Kevin Kevin Sullivan is a genius. I'm telling you right now, Chavo Guerrero. Ounce of evidence. The day before Chris Benoit murdered his family, Chavo Guerrero received text messages from Chris Benoit asking for Chris Benoit's address. I've never heard of that one. Well, I know, I know. Everybody said that they were absolutely shocked because. There was nobody in the world Chris Benoit loved more than his kid. Yeah. They said and, and again, all of them died the biggest... except for Kevin Sullivan's yeah. kid. They said that Chris Benoit was all about his kid, that you would never, you wouldn't know happiness until you saw Chris Benoit around his kid, that like he was just a totally different person. He was just a teddy bear of a man around his son and would just like dote over him. So. That's why they said that like nobody believed it because they're like he would never be able to hurt a hair on his child's head. He, Kevin, he'd, like, Kevin all about alive? his kid. Yeah. Huh? He's still Kevin alive. Kevin still alive. Yeah. Okay, so that entire segment was allegedly 
Yeah, whatever. Suck it, Kevin <laughs> Sullivan. You murdered the Benoit's. Allegedly. He stole your wife because he was a better looking and a handsomer man than you. You're fucking shit. No, no. He, he stole his wife for real because of those reasons. I know. I'm just making sure everyone knows this is alleged. None of this, none of this falls back on us. Yeah. Conspiracy. These are just conspiracy theories we're discussing. This is not us making out. Look up, Sullivan murdered Chris Benoit's family. Allegedly. Tonight on Unsolved Mysteries. I'm going to walk around in the background in the dark in a trench coat. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, Nick. I think that's all we have for us this week. For all of you that joined us with the Scoreboard Addicts podcast, thanks for being with us. We'll see you on TikTok, (laughs) Twitter, Belly Up Radio Station. Uh, We'll see you on Belly Up TV on Tiki Live. We'll see you on Deezer. Uh, We'll see you on Audible. We're on Audible now. We are Audible. We made it to the big time, boys. Audible. We're on Google. We're actually available anywhere where podcasts are available. Except Are we on Google uh, Podcasts now? Except for iHeartRadio. We're on everything. All right. (laughs) For those of you seeing the edited version, I'm not crying. We just saw something (laughs) or heard something (laughs) hilarious. Thank you for joining us here at the Scoreboard Addicts Podcast. (laughs) We appreciate you spending this time with us. We'll catch you again next week. And we're out like fat kids in dodgeball. Peace. (laughs) Stay rock. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more.